This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we are previewing the Bates football season with student body president and defensive lineman Walter Washington, along with head coach Mark Harriman. Plus, we look back on a combined 3-0 start to the season for our soccer teams. And we take a look at the Bobcat Golf Program, which is hosting the Maine State Championships this weekend. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The football team gets its season underway this Saturday when the Bobcats visit Amherst for a 1 o'clock kick. Bates is coming off a 3-5 and five season in 2016 and is looking to win a fourth consecutive outright CBB Series title. Junior Walter Washington is a defensive lineman on the football team. He is also the student body president and sings a cappella. Washington delivered a terrific speech at last Tuesday's convocation. And now we hear from him on the Bobcast. First of all, you got to do a speech to the incoming first years as, as a junior, as a student body president here at Bates. And you really, you know, you share that personal story about you know, your mom and, and her battling cancer and, 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 you know, being cancer free now. What inspired you to tie in that real personal story to, to a general message kind of to the first year? I had been at a couple different convocations, obviously two uh, beforehand. Yeah. Um, I just wanted, you know, my speech in particular to stray away from the normal, you know, uh, themes that um, that surround Bates as an institution. Obviously, Bates means a lot of different things to a lot of different people in different ways, so there's a lot of ways that people can sort of translate that message. I just thought it would be huge for people to uh, hear that story, find a way to relate to it, um, see themselves in some sort of way. Um, like I said, you know, it's, you know, even if your situation, whatever you're going through, is not as big as that one, there's going to be times where you feel like, you know, this is just a lot. So, you know, and there's a way in which the people that you meet here and the friends that you make here and all those things can help you get over it and get through it. Um, so I just thought it was huge for the freshmen to understand that early on that this place is um, really, really, uh, they really take care of their own. And um, if they could, the earlier that they can understand that, the better. Excellent. Now, your student body president, what inspires you to run for that position? A lot of it, I have to give credit to D-Ray. He was my JA my freshman year, um, and freshman year I was not really involved in much. Uh, I was, like, scared to do anything. Um, but he had sort of, you know, told me that, you know, this is something that I he thought I'd be good for, um, and he sort of inspired me to do it. Uh, I was still very scared uh, sophomore year. It kind of just happened to where... You know, there were these nomination periods, and I had had a very long conversation with D-Ray. He said, look, you know, if if, it, if you don't do this, it's not going to be because you're scared of it. That's, like, the least of your problems. Um, so, you know, I ended up trying out for it. Uh, you know, it, there's a lot of different – being involved in different things, there's a lot of um, – things that you see that you want to change, right, and you necessarily don't know who to go to or who to talk to or to speak to about those things. So I, so I said, hey, you know, might as well be the be the person. Like, you know, so if something doesn't go right, I can blame myself and, uh, you know, have a, I have a great, you know, group of people working behind me, Miles and the rest of the student government, you know, just to help me get those things done. So we're constantly trying to have a pulse on the student body just to try to figure out all the things that they want to see here. So it's, it's definitely been a fun experience for sure. Yeah, Miles Smith on the men's lacrosse team, your vice president, mentioned that you basically came up to him and said, hey, you want to run with me? Yeah. <laughs> How did that yeah. conversation go? Yeah. It, was, uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> I had um, 
I okay, so I had talked about running as like a joke at one point, <laughs> and to my friend Brandon, and I had said to him, you know, hey, if I run, you're gonna have to be my vice president. Brandon's a pretty quiet guy. He's like, I'm, I don't want to speak. So I was like, I don't think that can happen. Like you could be the president, like the vice president, and not say anything. So um, there was one night I was, I remember I was leaving the library, and I I was looking on the uh, the class of 2019 Facebook page, and it was saying, you know, hey, like there's uh, the president's like elections coming up like say like do this if you want to run and people were like tagging people who they thought would be good I had said to Miles Miles tag me on this comment see if people like it like see if it's something right. that you know would work he literally texted me back alright I'll do it do I have your vice president if I do it and I was like yeah sure <laughs> to this day he never really wrote the comment on the Facebook page but it ended up being something that we did anyway so yeah Great. So what are some of your goals this year to, you know, help out the student body in your role now? Yeah, uh, we definitely worked a lot during the summer uh, with security, mm -hmm. trying to um, fix their relationship with the, with the student body, um, just sort of trying to create some, you know, more community engagement, uh, just a better relationship overall with them. Um, obviously, right now, there's a lot going on with the city of Lewiston and their relationship with Bates in particular. Um, I think that that's a huge, huge issue for student government to tackle early on. But Bates, as, a, as an institution, has done a lot within the community of Lewiston. Uh, programs like True Street Youth, Bates Public Health Initiative, all those things that, uh, you know, Bates as an institution do within the community to show that we care, show that we as students do a lot uh, around here. I think if you take Bates out of the community, there's a lot of negatives that you're going to see. So I, I think, um, you know, just trying to, to bridge that gap and do as much as we possibly can so that there's, you know, no longer this uh, problems, you know, throughout, throughout the weekends um, just to try to mend that relationship between the Lewis and Police Department and Bates and seeing, seeing how we get, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to take some compromise, but seeing what we can do to sort of mitigate, you know, all the relationships with the neighbors and, and things like that. So I think that's huge. Um, the SOQ, SOQ requirement is something that we've, we want to tackle. Um, you know, I know for me in particular, that was something that I had, you know, thought about early on, just someone who wants to go to a postgraduate institution and having to take, you know, science classes and math classes and things like that. You know, I'm not good at any of those things. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's definitely going to make my GPA a little less lucrative um, than, you know, another student who doesn't have to take those things. Um, you know, so trying to figure out where we can work with the ac academics or, you know, it, even if, you know, they don't want to abolish it completely, you know, we should be able to take one to two of them pass-fail. If that doesn't work, you know, if you're going to force us to take these classes, how about adding things that we're going to need in the future? You know, teach us how to do our taxes, teach us how to invest, teach us how to do real estate, things like that that's going to help us in the future. Um, there's definitely a lot of other things. The health centers come up. Uh, uh, free food during breaks has come up. You know, it's difficult for students who are not going to have the money to, to go back home during breaks, what makes you think they're going to have, you know, $12 a day to go into commons and get food. So making sure that they have, you know, uh, access to food or, you know, working with Christine Swartz to make sure that they have free food during breaks. Um, there's a lot of other things. We've got our first meeting coming up Wednesday. Uh, so, you know, more goals and things like that will come up. And once those, uh, once we have like a tentative plan, you know, for short-term goals, we'll make those public. Outstanding. Well, that's a lot of things on your yeah. plate. Do you have any free time? I mean, Not you play all. football, you acapella, <laughs> do everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, I think I have a lot of fun being busy. It's yeah. um, it's definitely a lot. Sometimes you, you kind of just sit back and wonder, like, how did I get involved in all this? Um, sometimes you're, you know, sitting down and you're like, I could be doing something else. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I time management was never really a problem. So I just think, um, you know, my coaches do a great job, like, understanding, you know, my schedule. 
and um, you know, something that like knowing you know sometimes I'll be, I'll be at like a meeting or like I may be late to something. You know, I, as long as I you know make sure that I'm giving my all to each and everything. Um, you know, even acapella, they do like a great job understanding. I'm not, I might not be at this practice or I might not be at this, but you know, come, you know, showtime. I'm going to be there, ready to go, and, and you know, just making sure I'm keeping up with everything. So yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun, and um, you know, I, I might as well just take advantage of all the things that that, that are here rather than just you know, sitting in my room not doing much. So. Terrific. Well, this is a sports podcast. Let's yep. talk about football. Yep. We got Amherst this weekend at Amherst, a season opener for the Bobcats. You there on the defensive line, Mark Harriman, tell me, you know, he's got six guys who he has confidence in, rotating in and out. You're one of them. How how you uh, describe your development over the past couple of years as a football player on that line? Yeah, um, freshman year was definitely difficult being like that guy in high school, um, coming here and having to sit on the bench for a while. Um, yeah, but I have so much confidence in, in Coach Harriman and definitely Coach Abel who's taken over as defensive coordinator this year. Um, last year it was different. I was like playing some end and then playing like nose guard on like situations where they'd like bring me, Contavious in, like sometimes Ivan Reese in, just like you know, like a change of pace and you know, get after the passer. Um, probably like, definitely the lightest nose guard in the CAC at that point. Um, yeah, but I, I, it's uh, it, the thing is, is that last year they created a role for me coming in on third down. Um, rather than just like me sitting down, not being able to do much because they had so many seniors that could play. So I mean, um, the the plan for them was to you know give me some game experience so the game could slow down a little bit for me, so that you know in the next two years I could develop more as a football player, get used to that game speed. I think it's huge. Um, I definitely do a lot during the off season to try to you know become a better player. I know what you need to work on. Watch a lot of film. So I mean, you know, obviously Ty and Ty Harrington and, and Jack Merritt are. And, and Colin, those are the guys. But we got, you know, we got me, we got uh, Calvin, we got uh, Connor DeSantis, and even the, the freshmen are, are doing a really great job. So I mean, the defensive line is is, is undoubtedly the strongest group on the team. <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to debate with anyone else about that. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know we're doing a really great job. Coach Cottle, new coach, new defensive line coach from uh, came from Seton Hill. Um, he's I have developed so much under him, even just within these past, you know, two two and a half weeks of preseason. Um, he's a really great coach, really determined. Um, he coached safeties, so I said, you know, we're probably going to be the most athletic defensive line in the, in the NESCAC before the end of the season. But uh, he's doing a really great job with us and uh, working really well with uh, with Coach Averill and Coach Walsh to really make sure that this defense is, is top notch. So I, I think we're going to do a great job this year. Um, you know, Sandy, Marcus. Yeah, Bobby D, Pete Boyer, those guys. You know, we're 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 ready and we're coming for you. So it's it's going to be a good year. Terrific. Obviously, um, opening at Amherst, they're typically a tough team. Yep. Then Trinity here at home. So a couple of traditional NESCAC heavyweights. You're pretty excited for that challenge. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you know, the the good thing about the schedule is you get to see, you know, what you're like very early on. Yeah, you know, facing Amherst, one of the perennial powers in the conference. Um, it's going to be a huge game for us. And uh, you know. It, Obviously, there's there's rumblings around. You know, you hear you know you hear the the talk and everything like that. But I mean, definitely, we're we're planning to go out there and shock the world. We're not we're not going out there, you know, thinking that they're that they're better. You know, they they do they train in the off season just like we do. They they do the same things that we do. You know, the, the margin of error in this league is so small. Um, you know, they're, they're recruiting the same guys. All these things. You know, no one no one's going out there with their head held down. You know, already giving them the win. We're gonna go down there. We're gonna ball out. We're gonna do what we're, we're supposed to do, and we're gonna get after it. And uh, hopefully, we'll 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 leave with W. Excited to have an extra game this year. It's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it, it was. Uh, there was talk about it my freshman year. I never really thought it would happen. Um, I was even talking to uh, to Coach Harriman, who had said a while back that like he was looking at one of like the old itineraries from like one of the. Uh, the coaches' meetings, and he was saying that like like a very long time ago, 
number one item on the agenda was like adding nine games to the schedule, and it like took so long for it to happen. So it's definitely huge. Um, it, it, it's I think it's a little bit different just because you don't get that scrimmage in the beginning mm. or, or a joint practice now that we do with Colby, um, just to sort of gauge how you are against other teams, get that situation. But you know the coach have done a great job putting us in a lot of competition situations against the offense, putting us in a lot of um, game-like situations um, to just understand how we handle those things and um, you know type of calls we're going to get, things like that we're going to see in certain situations. So they definitely done a great job preparing us for that. So I mean it's. Um, you know, we're going to see what happens in the first half, but, you know, no one's going out there, you know, being tentative, you know, because you haven't gone against any other competition. It's it's full tilt from, from the first whistle. Well, last question for you. Any other thoughts on this upcoming school year? Because you've got, you know, your student government, you got your football, you got your acapella. Any other thoughts on, you know, combining all three of those? And hopefully it will be a great year. Like I said, it will definitely be a lot. Yeah. I think um, <laughs> the biggest thing I think is, as far as student government is concerned, just like transforming that organization, you know, to, to becoming more student-facing. So anything that we possibly can do, more events, things like that, just to make sure that we're co- we're constantly having a pulse on the desires and issues and the concerns of, this, of the student body is, is really really important. Um, Acapella is, is is really big at Bates, um, uh, bigger than what I thought it would be coming here. Um, people really love it. I think you know, there's. Uh, Auditions were this past week, a huge turnout. Um, you know, member, new members are confirmed after yesterday. So uh, I've got Parents Weekend coming up. Less time to practice because Parents Weekend is uh, two weeks away instead of three weeks this year. But, um, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Uh, Parents Weekend's always a huge deal, so I'm sure everybody will come out to that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot, but, I mean, it, it's really, really fun. I think, you know. Bates is, is a great place because it gives you the ability to do everything that you want to do, right? And make sure and it has all the resources to make sure that you're at your best while you're doing it. So, I mean, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else doing all the things that I love. So, I'm looking forward to a great year. To listen to Washington's convocation speech, head over to Bates.edu. For some more X's and O's, we take a look at the upcoming football season with head coach Mark Harriman. This begins your 20th season as the head coach here at Bates. Has the time flown by? How, how do you look back on your career so far? Uh, well, I, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. You know, we obviously uh, every every season has its challenges, um, some bigger than others, depending on the year. But, you know, Bates is a special place, and, and uh, I've enjoyed w- certainly working with the people here and, and obviously with the with the players that have come through the program in the, in the last 20 years. Now this season, a little bit earlier than usual, you mentioned the extra NASCAT game, but so far your impressions of training camp. I know one day Coach Capone sent out a tweet saying it was the best practice he'd ever seen, so obviously there have been some good practices. Yeah, no, I, I think our guys have really responded. You know, I, I, there's a little more sense of urgency because of uh, one less preparation week than normal. Um, obviously in a few years guys won't know any different, but the guys from last year I think – understand that you know we, we've got to be up to speed quicker than than normal and I think the guys have really embraced that and and done a great job terrific uh, let's start with maybe some individuals who have stood out to you in camp of maybe guys we should expect to take the next step kind of in their development this year yeah, yeah. well I think starting up front a couple of guys that have really impressed me uh, Mike Cronin who's come back and, and really looks good that had a great off season and, and has done a great job and Dan Marino both those guys have, have really I think um, from where they finished last season and where they are now have made great strides so that's that's going to be a, a big plus for us um, and and I think you know a, uh, the development of our skill guys I mean there, there's some guys that have played a lot for us there are some guys that even though they're juniors last year was their first year on the field for us and 
and I think they've all really done a nice job of, of maturing, um, understanding their role in the offense and or defense, and, and um, you know, making making that that next step. Well, it's got to be encouraging that two of the guys who have stood out have been offensive linemen because the option's not going to work if no one blocks anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no question. I mean, I think, you know, where where we are uh, right now up front uh, and, you know, with with the experience, a couple of guys that have, that have obviously had quarterback that have played varsity snaps for us and Peter Boyer again another year and I think he's really understanding his his role in the offense and and so it's you know it, it does start up the middle to a certain extent and and uh, I think we're much better right now than we were a year ago. All right, well let's go position by position a little bit. Uh, tell us about the quarterback position. Obviously, Sandy got a lot of playing time last year as a starter. Matt Golden got some playing time late because of Sandy's injury, and we got some first years competing for some time, right? Yeah, I think you know um, we've got two guys that have, as I said earlier, both have varsity experience. Um, you know, Sandy's going to be the guy that, that's going to get the nod right now. I think we've all got confidence in Matt as well. Um, and the two young guys, both Costas, Anthony and, and Brendan, have, have done a good job. So, it's you know, it's a solid position. I think, obviously, the experience is a, a huge factor, and, and um, it's nice going into this season with, with two guys that do have varsity time under their belt. And then Frank Williams, team captain, was explosive last year, especially in the game against Williams, but a number of other games as well. Are you going to try to um, – I mean, I know this offense likes to kind of spread it around with their slot bags, and you like to use the dive back a lot, but is it, are you going to try to find some creative ways to get the ball in his hands in the open field, hopefully? We always are looking for ways to get the, him in space, you know, and, and I think McCoy Nichols another guy that – both those guys, if we can get them in space, have an opportunity to to make some big plays for us. Um, you know, sometimes that's easier said than done, depending on 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 our opponent and how they're matching. You know, matching up. But certainly, if if they're going to allow us to uh, isolate people on Frank, then that's a that's a huge plus for us. On defense, Tyler Harrington, Jack Merritt, um, Colin Richardson, those guys are really big up front, right? Yeah, that, that, you know, having those three plus Connor DeSantis uh, and Walter Washington, who all played uh, significant snaps for us last year, that's a really solid group. Uh, we, we feel really good about that. Um, you know, a solid two deep. Uh, Calvin Johnstone's really come on as well um, at defensive end, so we, you know, we'll we'll be rotating people through there, which we have in the past. But I, 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 I think that that um, you know sometimes we're rotating guys more for to get them some rest than I, I really feel this year that those six guys can give us quality snaps. Last year you graduated Mark Upton, one of the great players in recent Bates memory. So linebacker position, Max Brushy's back, uh, healthy. Any other guys who need to step up there at the linebacker spot? Yeah, the two guys that, that uh, will be going with Bobby D and Chase Fulton have both played some for us and, you know, in situations. Obviously they were behind two guys, both with Mark and with Sam Francis that, that played a lot of football here. Um, but they've been mainstays for us in, on our special team. So it's not like we've got two guys that, that don't understand the intensity of the game and, and what it takes to play there. Obviously, the, the experience is the thing that, you know, the, we're going to miss as much as anything. You know, as I said, they were two great players, but they, having that many snaps under their belts was something that, that really helped us last year. Um, both Bobby and Chase are, are really good football players, and we expect good things out of them. 
And then the secondary, obviously, you graduated a couple of key players there as well, whether it be Brandon Williams or, of course, also um, Trevor Lyons, who made so many interceptions during his time here. So who's going to have to step up in the secondary? We've moved some guys around a little bit. I, I think, you know, all three guys that are playing have, again, have playing experience for us. Uh, Kevin Claflin's back. Um, and he's he's done a great job again with a, just another year under his belt. John Lindgren will be the free safety, and, and he played a little bit for us last year, a lot on special teams, um, and is really a headsy player. I think is going to do a nice job there. And Coy Candelario, who's played a lot for us, whether it's at free safety, whether it's at corner, we kind of settled him in this year at corner, and he's done a, a good job as well. So again, I, you know the 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 when you look at the people on that side of the ball the guys on that side of the ball um yeah not as much of an experience factor but all those guys for the most part have have seen uh, playing time for us you open this week at amherst obviously a, a tough team they had a down year for them last year they're normally used to competing for conference titles but you mentioned before they were pretty young last year they were young and they were they got beat up pretty good. They they had some significant injuries. They lost their quarterback, I believe, in either their scrimmage or the first game of the year, uh, and uh, you know just kind of downhill from there as far as the injury factors go. And they were were young a little bit. Um, you know they they've got some guys returning on offense, especially I think they've got. Uh, um, they lost some receivers, but quarterbacks back. Their line is almost back intact. Uh, they've got some dynamic running backs. Um, so we, you know, we again going into week one, it's it's hard to always figure out what their um, mo is going to be. But I, I really think that we'll see a, a mix of you know the run and the pass game that that they've they've been successful with over the last couple of years. Well, it's interesting because obviously they're the team that you did not play last year, so you haven't seen them for a couple of seasons. So what have you noticed on tape so far watching for what they did last year? Yeah, I mean, a little bit different last year than they were um, the year the, the year before when we played them. Just And again, I think a little bit it's personnel. Um, schematically, they're not a whole lot different than they were. They're just doing it uh, offensively anyways out of some different personnel groups. Um, and, and I think they've always done a good job of utilizing the players they have and, and, you know, kind of running the same plays, but maybe out of different personnel groups or different formations. So, um, you know, they're a very, very solid team. I mean, they've got a huge winning tradition there. Um, and, and, you know, we're excited to go out and, and see where we are. It seems like the past couple of years you guys have played some of these teams where, you, 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 I remember Millbury last year. You had the lead there for quite a while in that game, and you've 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 done that against a couple of other teams. And coaches all talk about finishing games. And so, what do you emphasize to your team about finishing games? Well, it's for us. It starts with being more consistent. And I think you know you, you can't finish if you're not consistent. And so that that's been one of the things that we've really tried to work on in, in all phases um, this preseason is is the consistency. You know, having the highs and lows very often doesn't allow you to finish a game. I mean, you know, we, you, you've got to be uh, consistently, uh, from an effort standpoint, from an execution standpoint, it, you've got to try to maintain that high level. And, I, again, it's something we've really worked on this preseason. Some of the younger guys, are there any first years who we should expect to see playing time right away? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. There's an, old, there's an old coaching yeah. adage that the best time to play a freshman is when he's a junior. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously those guys want to get on the field. They, you know, like we all did when we were freshmen. Um, 
you know, it's again with the week earlier, I think is going to um, not set them back, but uh, you know, we've got a few guys on both sides of the ball that I think as the season progresses, we'll see more and more. We've got some skill guys, uh, um, Jason Lopez, Mylon Lemon on, on the, uh, on the, um, offensive side and a couple of the receivers as well and then on the defensive side you know there there's some young guys that hopefully you know they'll, they'll start earning some playing time on on the special teams for us and again I, I'm really pleased with the class I think it's very you know very athletic class um, we've got some size in the offensive line and you know hopefully we can let them all grow up a little bit before we we have to count on them on the field. Sure, and then obviously special teams wise, you got some experienced guys there. Your punter, your kicker, your long snapper—they've all been through it. And the punter, you know, Foley in particular, I, I imagine the field position battle is something that you're going to try to play a lot this year. Yeah, I mean, it's great to—it's great to know that you know that, that Justin's cap- capable of the things he is. I mean, I, I think it's uh, um, something we'd <laughs> we'd like to have him punt less, obviously. <laughs> right. You know. Um, as any team would and just say you know kick great kicks and the the few that you get uh but it's great to have him there and he's he's certainly put us in some great situations and gotten us out of some bad situations in his time uh and i've really been unbelievably impressed with grant dewald uh you know just really focused on what he needs to do and and has been again we talk about consistency and i think he's one of the guys that all through camp he's been very consistent with both, uh, you know, his accuracy and and he's improved his leg strength. So um, that's a good combination for a guy that's, you know, you're going to rely on to kick field goals. Excellent. Well, any other thoughts on your impressions of your team as we begin the 20th year of your regime, if you will? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, just, be, you know, they're a lot younger and I'm a lot older, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, football's football to a certain extent and been really happy with the way these guys have come in and embraced um, you know, our, our battle cry this year was to make sure that as we came out of our preseason, uh, and we kind of targeted last Saturday as that date, that guys individually were better players and by, you know, really working hard on their fundamentals and their techniques. And, and I, this group has really bought into that. So it'll be exciting to go out and see where we are next Saturday. The soccer teams got their seasons off to a great start last week. On Tuesday, the women's soccer team visited Maine Maritime and prevailed 3-1. to one. Then on Saturday, Bates shut out Hamilton on the road by a score of 1-0. Junior Olivia Amdur scored the game winner against the Continentals. And senior captain Sarah McCarthy made 11 saves in goal on her way to recording her sixth career shutout. For her effort, McCarthy is our female Bobcat of the Week. Everybody stayed really composed. Hamilton came at us with a low-pressure system, which we weren't used to, but everyone just stayed calm and adjusted as the match went on. I think everyone really was bought into Coach's plan and trusted in each other, so we were able to just stay connected and really just stay focused and shut down any true opportunities they had. Low-pressure system, that sounds like a weather term. What does that mean in terms of soccer? So it just means that they allowed our backs to pass the ball around and to take the ball forward if they wanted, but they wouldn't really put significant pressure on us until the ball got around midfield. So essentially they would wait for us to make a mistake, and it, it honestly worked to our advantage because we didn't make very many mistakes out of the back. So. 
terrific. Now you're a senior now. You're you're also a captain for this team. So what are some added responsibilities you have this year? Uh, I think some added responsibilities are just making sure everyone feels like their role on the team is important. Um, just making sure that everyone feels welcome and knows that they have an important role on our team. And then just overall being a link between our coaches and my teammates and just making sure that we're all working together to hopefully achieve some of our goals. As the goalkeeper, you have some added responsibilities in terms of leadership during the match itself. I mean, you have to be pretty vocal, right? What's kind of how, how do you approach you know your leadership on the field during the match as a goalkeeper? <laughs> well, I really tend to get caught up in the heat of the moment. So this year, you know, as a senior, I've been trying to stay more focused and just make sure to keep my backs in a good shape and make sure they're marking and then moving up the field make sure that if there's people making runs at the midfield are tracking their marks and so basically just making sure everyone's doing their job you got a pretty young but pretty talented supporting cast there on defense Mackenzie kelly you know adina they're both sophomores sarah gutch is back that must be nice right yeah definitely good to have gutch back um yeah, Mac and Adina played some great minutes for us last year, and it's really good to have them again and in shape and geared in for this season. You got to play right away when you were a first year. You got some minutes there, and you've been starting pretty much every match since then. So how valuable was that to get that early playing time? What do you remember about your first couple years? Uh, I remember the first time I got to start, I was a little nervous, but my captains kind of took me in and said, we believe in you, and Kelsey believes in you, and that's why you're going to get to do this. And I think it's proved to be invaluable now to have so many games under my belt and with different defensive lines and playing different teams. I always know, you know, what forward has certain tendencies, and it's, it's definitely been good to have a lot of minutes. For sure. And then um, you're originally from Long Island, so tell us back when you're making your college decision, what led you up here to Maine to base? Uh, I was looking at a lot of small schools. I felt like it would really be a good option for me to go to a small school. So I was speaking to a lot of NESCAC coaches, and no, nobody was as nice to me as Kelsey was. And then when I got up here for my visit, I could tell that Bates was definitely the community for me, just in terms of academics and the way that the team interacted and the way that students on campus interacted. I knew that I would find a home at Bates. For you as a goalkeeper, how do practices differ from, like, the other players on the team? Yeah, so we have our own separate coach. Um, so usually we'll warm up together with the team and then maybe go through a quick, like, technical warm-up just so that if we do get a pass back, we're not, like, spitting into the wind. So uh, we'll go through that, and then usually we'll go off with our coach for about half an hour to an hour and go through some specific goalkeeping sessions and then come back and join the team as we play in either a shooting drill or uh, some full field scrimmaging. So uh, it definitely is a different role than my other captain who's on the field with them. So yeah, Kelsey made a comment like we have four seniors, uh, one's injured and one's a goalkeeper. So <laughs> it's definitely a different role, but one that I embrace. Well, you have a new goalkeeper's coach this year. Tell us about him and any adjustments you've been making. Yeah, so Sev has been great so far. Um, he has a really different style than our last coach, but I, I've enjoyed it a lot so far. Um, the work we do is really specific to things that we bring up that either we want to work on or maybe we know an opponent might do. So it's definitely been a learning period for both me and him, but 
it's so far so good. Great. Obviously, Hamilton, the longest trip of the year, six-plus hours, almost seven hours with stops and whatnot. So it must have been a pretty fun bus ride back, though, after that victory, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were talking on the bus thing uh, two years ago. We went out and we tied, and the bus ride back was a little somber, but this one was definitely full of life, and people were really happy. What have you seen from some of the first years, and what have you told them about what it takes to succeed at base? Some of the first years have been putting in great minutes for us, and we're really excited for what they'll do throughout their careers. What I've been talking to them about is just knowing that they're equal and that they can yell at me too. <laughs> so I think that after a couple more games, they'll start to speak up and really feel more comfortable within the team. And then, of course, from an academic standpoint, we always try to get people to become the same major that we are. <laughs> try to help them out if we have any if we've taken any of the classes they're taking in the past well what is your major what are you studying i'm a rhetoric major so i don't usually get too many other teammates that will join along but i think there's one other major on the team so. dare i ask it's only the fall but uh, <laughs> as a senior are you already thinking about what you're going to be doing after college yeah i've started to think <laughs> about it but right now got to focus on the season Excellent. Well, we'll keep up to date with that then. Uh, Sarah McCarthy, our female Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The men's soccer team picked up a road victory at Hamilton as well, winning 2-1 to one in the Bobcats' first match of the season after their scheduled match with Maine Farmington got postponed due to weather. Sophomore Bofis Campolo scored his first career goal in the win, and senior Nate Merchant tallied the game winner. But our male Bobcat of the Week is sophomore Peter Bakken. The Seattle native tallied the assist on both goals, using his head both times. On the first one, Yak uh, did a really great dummy and then put in a really good cross. Um, and then the ball was a little bit behind me, so there was no way for me to like get it on goal. But I saw Bofis off the back shoulder of his defender, so I just tried heading it back across the goal to him. And luckily, he was ready and put it in the back of the net, so that was great. Um, and then the second one, that one was just like, that was about as ugly as you get for a goal. But they count all the same, right? So um, Julian just threw the ball into the box off of a throw in. It was just a long throw, and I just flicked it on with my head, and Merch was ready. So he just headed it into the back of the net. And so it was great by both of them. They were on their toes and ready and anticipating me to win the header, which was really what caused the goals. After you do the header, is it kind of slow motion as you watch it go through the air? Oh, for sure. That first that first goal, I headed the ball and like I felt that it was in the air for five seconds as I was watching it just like go down to bow. I was just hoping that it went in. But yeah. How much do you work on headers in practice? Not that much to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just comes down to physicality and how much you want the ball. It's whether you or the person you're competing against want it more. And so those two times luckily I was able to win it. Now you're from Seattle as am I just for full disclosure so we'll ask a couple of Seattle questions. You grew up in <laughs> Seattle and then you went to one year at Garfield High School and then went across the country for boarding school. What was that like transition wise? That was that was kind of scary to be honest. That was kind of crazy for me. Um, the funny thing is that not many people in Seattle do boarding schools so when I told people I was going to boarding school they were like why are your parents sending you to military school? Right, right. And I was just laughing, like answering questions like, no, yes, it's co-ed. Like, yes, I want to do this. This was my choice. Like, I want to do this. And so it was just kind of funny because none of my friends understood. But after a few years, they kind of 
realized how much fun it must be to like live on a campus with all your friends and just being in an environment like that and Andover was great um, really helped me grow up as a person just getting out of the house earlier and just being on my own I thought that was really valuable well, well what was your motivation behind wanting to do that I guess um, well my mom did it and both okay. of my older brothers did it okay. so it was just kind of like natural progression that my mom asked me when I was in middle school whether I wanted to do it um, and I was kind of unsure. I don't really think I was mature enough, which is why I went to high school in Seattle for one year, and then I applied to boarding school. That extra year really helped me in terms of maturity and just growing up. So after you came out here to the East Coast for boarding school, when did you first hear about Bates? What, what inspired you to come to Bates for college? To be honest, I hadn't heard much about Bates when I first got out here, um, but my cousin came to Bates. Um, he's a senior right now, George Bishop. So... When I was at Andover, I started to look at the NESCAC schools as I was playing soccer, and Bates just kind of jumped up the list, and I came to a camp here and talked to Stu and the old assistant, Cam Omsberg, and, yeah, I just loved the team. I came and visited, and it was really the culture of the school and the culture of the people and the team in the locker room that really made me want to come here. So you're a sophomore now, but last year's a first year. What were some big adjustments to college soccer compared to what you did in high school? Everything's a lot more physical. Everything's a lot faster. So it's just, it's a big transition for sure, um, which really helped that last year I was like steadily kind of got my toes wet. And then over the course of the season, I played more and more, um, which really helped me because coming in my first few games, I was not mature enough. I was not ready enough to um, compete with kids four years older than me. Um, physicality wise so just from freshman to sophomore year I'd say the biggest thing is last year I was nervous about trying to make an impression with everyone and this year I just know who I am so I can just play confidently with who I am and do as well as I can. <laughs> yeah, what's Stu like as a head coach? Oh Stu's great. Um, Stu he's very uh, pointed so he tells you what he wants from you um, so you always know whether you're playing well or playing poorly. Um, but he's always in your corner. So as long as you don't do anything stupid, he's always right behind you and pushing you. Um, and that really, like, demands a lot. And But it's great because he's always very clear with his expectations, which means that everyone knows what they're going to get from him. So it's just on us to meet his high expectations, and that's what we tried doing this weekend. He was challenging us to come out there and compete because it was our first game of the season and so the other team had already played a game so they would theoretically have a higher competitive edge but the big challenge was for us to come out and want it more and he set that tone for us with everything that we did in the pregame the days before building up to the game it was just that we had to want the game more than they did and yeah we were able to do that center mid that's a lot of responsibility do you embrace it oh i love it yeah. that's I only like being in the middle of the field. Like I, on the outsides, I feel like I'm on the outskirts of the game, and I can't really like affect what I want to. I always just want to be right in the middle of the action, rolling around, bumping into guys. Like it, the more action, the better. Excellent. Well, Peter Bakken, two assists in the Bobcats' two to one win over Hamilton on Saturday. Our male Bobcat of the week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The field hockey team fell at number 15, nationally ranked Hamilton, in overtime by a score of three to two on Saturday. And kept it close with then number 12 nationally ranked Montclair State on Sunday before falling 2 to 1. The Bobcats look to get in the win column this Wednesday when they host number 10 Bowden at 7 o'clock on Campus Avenue Field.
Meanwhile, the volleyball team traveled to Vassar last weekend for the Vassar Invitational and came away with a record of 2-2. Two and two. They host Southern Maine Tuesday night at 7 o'clock in Alumni Gym. Senior Augie Silver had an excellent weekend, tallying 14 aces, including 7 in one match. I think the energy was flowing really well. It's really easy to come in and get subbed in in a match where everyone's flowing well. And then once you feel that, it's more it's more likely for me to like get some aces and do well. It's sort of what I'm brought in for. So I really had a good time feeding off the energy of my teammates. Well, you mentioned that like volleyball, more than a lot of other sports, there's rapid substitutions constantly all the time. What's that like? It's a little hard, honestly, because you never know really what's going to happen. And our coach is really good at telling us, you know, when we're going in and what we'll be doing. And I've felt that a lot this season already and last season as well, where when you know you're going in and you know what you're doing, it's a lot easier. However, when you're on the bench, you really need to be ready to go all the time. And that's what we've been taught a lot on this team. Master Invitational, that's a pretty long bus ride, right? It was it was far away, yeah. <laughs> Getting off a six-hour bus is never easy. So what was that experience like? I mean, we, the other teams went to Hamilton, so everyone had a long bus ride this weekend. So like, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's on, honestly a good bonding time between us, and we're all on the bus together watching movies and playing games and helping each other with homework for one thing. Um, but, of course, it's hard to jump off the bus and be ready to go. I would have a hard time doing homework on a bus. How do you pull that off? You know, I'm not really sure most people get um, car sick, but yeah. I've never really had that problem, honestly. But, yeah, it's a good time um, just to spend with your teammates. All right, well, we got a home match here Tuesday night against Southern Maine. This home court advantage was huge last year, wasn't it? Yeah, huge last year, and we love having a good crowd. And our gym is very unique in that, you know, we have some low-hanging beams and <laughs> bright lights. But I think um, we're all getting really used to that, and it sort of throws other teams off. Do you just play it off the beam, or is it out of play if it hits it? Yeah, that's playable. Um, playable. You can't play it off the beam if it comes over on your side, that's out. But oh, if no. it comes back on um, to the side that you played it from, that's fair game. Well, you're a senior now, so you obviously you have a leadership role on this team. What's kind of your style in terms of leadership? Wow. Um, <laughs> being a senior is something that I sort of looked forward to, um, especially because when I was an underclassman, I really looked up to the seniors. So I feel like... Um, my role as a senior is to sort of lead by example and develop relationships with the underclassmen. Going back to serving a little bit, um, what, what does it take to have a good serve? What do you want to do? What's your goal every time? Serving is the one thing in volleyball that you can completely control on your own. Um, it's just you and the ball, so it really takes a lot of reps, and whether that's in practice, outside of practice, you really have to make sure you have a solid contact, and you want to make the ball go as fast as you can without going out. So it's all about the trajectory, um, as well as, of course, the focus. A lot of the teams here open with NESCAC games right away. Volleyball gets a few matches in before you actually have to do a NESCAC competition. Is that pretty nice? Yeah, it is nice, um, only because, I mean, of course, the games before are really important um, so far as um, trying to get to NCAAs and um, trying out our lineups and figuring out what works for us. It is nice to have a little bit of a warm-up before we see Tufts on Friday. Um, that being said, we never look past any competition. We um, play our game no matter who's on the other side of the net. How about your fellow senior over there, uh, Jacqueline Forney? You know, she's been a rock for this program, hasn't she? Oh, yeah. Jacqueline's been a rock since day one. We, I, She's the best leader I've ever worked with, and, you know, she's such a selfless player. She never asks for anything in return. She's dishing out sets hours and hours a day that are solely to improve the program. And she 
she's one of the best setters I've ever worked with and as well as the best leader. So I think we're going to be, this program's going to be really sad to see her go. Well, and this program, obviously, we talked about this with Melissa and Jack in the preseason interview, but this program's had a lot of success historically, that undefeated season, that banner over there. <laughs> How often do you look at that? Every single day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's our that's our goal. We're trying to get into the NCAA. Uh, we're trying to win the NESCAC tournament, trying to get into NCAAs and really, you know, make our mark on this program like um, the 1989 yeah. team did with Marsha. And Marsha um, passed away last year and left us. Um, with a legacy to fulfill. So that's where we're headed. All right. Well, Augie Silver, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Home opener Tuesday night right here at Alumni Gym against Southern Maine. Thanks so much. Don't miss it. See you there. The cross-country teams got their seasons underway at the Bates Colby class races on Saturday. The Bobcat men and women prevailed in all four races, and senior Catherine Cook and sophomore Olivia LaMarche led the way, finishing in an exact tie for first place. For their performances, they are NESCAC Women's Cross-Country Co-Performers of the Week honors. And they joined the Bobcast to talk about their first place tie and more. Captain, has that ever happened in a race for you before? I have really intentionally tried to cross at the same time, but I think um, even how hard we try, it's never an exact tie. So it was pretty exciting this time that it was. And what was that experience like for you, Olivia? Um, yeah, it was definitely exciting. It was really good to stay with someone through the whole race because yeah usually even though we try to stay together by the end there's kind of someone's you know feeling better and they end up a little further ahead so it was kind of fun to cross together absolutely well last year you ran a lot with jess obviously mm -hmm. uh, we did a, did a whole video about it but now <laughs> jess has graduated so yes. olivia possibly someone you might be running with this year um hopefully i think that is what i'm <laughs> that's what i'm aiming for um it's exciting with every new season to see um to see who is running with who because each each season um, we add new people, we lose a few people. And so far, um, it looks like Liv and I will be maybe having the same times with races, and so it'll be fun to just talk through that. That's what Jess and I did a lot in the past was we would talk to each other and um, really lean on each other if we needed it, and I think that's probably what will happen this year if all goes well. Yeah, obviously things could change. It was just the first race, almost like sort of a warm-up, was it, this past weekend, basically? Yeah, Jay kind of told us to treat it a little bit as a scrimmage just to get kind of back into the swing of things, back into racing. Going into our race next weekend and going to the States and everything to just get the team back together, back at it. I know Jay was really impressed with how strong you came on last year as a first year towards the end of the season. What allowed you to have such dramatic kind of uh, – development over a course of one fall I think just gaining confidence as I went into more and more races with each one I grew more accustomed to um, the sport of cross country and what my strengths are as a runner and how to take advantage of that and also just being on such a strong and supportive team really helped pull me forward and last year, the team obviously went to nationals uh, for the first time in a few years. And first, I know first time during your time here. So how cool was that experience? That experience was incredible. Um, so leading up to it, we, we've never, I think our team has never been one to think too far ahead about what could happen in the season for fear of jinxing it and for <laughs> just stressing people out. And so I didn't think about it until it was about the week of and or until we were sure that we were actually qualified. And going as a team was um it was more fun than anything. It was just a great experience to be able to say that, yes, we made it there and that we had that experience to run in Kentucky. Um, 
It's probably the second and only time that I'll ever go to Kentucky. <laughs> and <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully we can see some other really exciting victories. If not that, some other things I'm sure will develop out of the season. Absolutely. And Olivia, obviously going as a first year, I mean, it, it, did you realize how, I mean, how special of a thing that was? Because it's like coming in right away, oh, we're going to Nationals. Yeah, I think um, the fact that we didn't really talk about it. It's never an expectation going into the season and throughout the season we're always just looking ahead to the next race. I guess, yeah, I never really considered Nationals as a possibility. So then when we made it, it was super exciting and everyone kept saying, wow, this is rare, this hasn't happened in a while. And I was like, I guess it's pretty cool that I got to go to. <laughs> For sure, uh, Catherine, um, Bates Invitational coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. So you get to compete against some tough squads there on your home course, though. How cool is that experience? We always joke about Pineland being the most difficult place just because there are so many hills. But it's something that our whole team has run so many times. We do it usually twice a week, depending, like, weather permitting. Um, we're there every sun. We're at Pineland every Sunday at 8.30 in the morning to for a long run. And we're there just about every weekend for a workout. So it's um, running at Pineland and having Bates Invitational, I think, we're looking at to see more like the kinds of strategies that Bates, the kind of strategy that Bates can um, develop because we know our core as well and um, it'll be really and that does give us a little bit of an advantage but we're also just such a strong team of runners and we I think another um, strength of ours is working together and I think this next race will be another chance for us to demonstrate that. The men's and women's golf teams host the main state championships this Saturday and Sunday at Martindale Country Club. Last weekend, senior captain Bennett Saltzman and senior captain Kelly Wasserman paced their respective teams at the Bowdoin Invitational, helping the men defeat Bowdoin and Colby and helping the women finish in second place. We take a look at their performances and the outlook for both golf teams. Bennett, we'll start with you. Bowdoin Invitational this past weekend. Uh, you had the low score for the team, so what was working for you out there on the course? First off, thanks for having me on. It's exciting to be on the Bobcast. <laughs> uh, at the Bowdoin Invitational, it's a course that suits my eye uh, and... The second day, I got the putter rolling and made a couple nice putts, uh, which will lower the score pretty quickly. So it was a good day out on the course, uh, just keeping the ball in play and playing smart golf, as our coaches emphasize in practice. So not taking any unnecessary risks, maybe, necessarily? Or? Yeah, well, there's a few out-of-bound stakes that can creep up on you if you're not careful. So knowing when to pull driver and when to hit a hybrid off the tee, uh, when to lay up and when to go for it, it's those type of decisions that we talk through before the round that try and execute on your game plan. Great. And, uh, Kelly, you were one of the top finishers on the women's side among all three of the schools there, Bowden, Bates, and Husson. So what was working for you out there? Yeah, thanks for having me, too. Um, my driver was going really well this weekend. So um, I hit many fairways, and it made the course a lot easier. So I wasn't hitting out from trees. So it was nice. Nice. And then you're both captains, so I want to ask you about that role kind of. First of all, I'll start with you, um, Kelly, because the women's team is basically you, Chelsea, and then three first years. So what's that dynamic like because a fairly you know small squad? Yeah, so last year we had three seniors graduate, yeah. so they were replaced with three freshmen. Um, freshmen seemed great. Uh, only two played this weekend, and they were a little nervous the first day, but I think that they did a great job um, pulling through and they scored pretty well. Yeah, and what do you tell them about what it takes to succeed you know, at the college level in golf? Um, I just told them to have fun the first day. Um, whatever they scored, it was fine. So they seemed to have a good time. 
Excellent. Now, Bennett, the men's golf team, a little bit larger, and there are some first years there as well. So, um, But in terms of in general, as being one of the captains along with Matt, what are some of your responsibilities? Yeah, well, we had two great captains last year and the year before, so it's building on their legacy, uh, expanding the program. So we'll have a, a season in the spring, making sure that we are competitive in practices and always on top of where each individual player is so we can put the team first. It's really a team-first mentality this season. So if you know that someone else is playing better, it's putting your hand up and being like, Coach, I think that person should be in the lineup. Um, everything that we can do to help first years adjust to school as well is sort of in our role as captain because it's not easy to balance academics with a D3 uh, competition and uh, practices every day where you're out there on the course playing nine. So it's a process to uh, help first years in that regard. You know, funny talking with like Brad Ruckin who graduated last year. He talked about how like people always were surprised when they found out he played golf up in Maine, but he said he loved it. I mean, what's it like playing in Maine? Oh, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's it's a challenge <laughs> on one level because we're not used to necessarily all the hills and side hill lies and uh, elevation changes that you get up in a state like this. Uh, but it's beautiful, especially in the fall when the leaves change colors. Uh, and it's great to be at a program like Bates because you have the ability to play at a really high level for a short season and then also with your academic career focus on that uh, and our coaches understand that you want to do both and you have time to do both playing at a school like this. Well you're from Wisconsin so tell us how you got out here to Lewiston. So my dad actually went to Bates um, so and I came and visited here walked along alumni and just fell in love so I knew this is where I wanted to be applied ED and just came here. You know you're going to be golfing. I mean, you've been golfing for a while. Yeah, I knew I was going to be golfing. I golfed all four years in high school. When did you first pick up a club? I think I was 12 years old, but I didn't start taking it seriously until freshman year of high school. Gotcha. When did you start picking up a club? When did you start playing? Oh, I started I started late. No one else in my immediate family plays the game, uh, but I think my between eighth, yeah, between 7th and 8th grade that summer, I uh, picked up my first club. I got addicted pretty quickly. You're from New York State, so how'd you end up up here? I ended up here because Bates has a golf program that I wanted to play for and the top-ranked undergraduate liberal uh, debate team in the world, pretty much. Um, so undergraduate only. And the ability to both debate at that incredibly high level, play for a team, and work with some incredible professors really drew me to the college. Yeah, you get to do more than just the academics and maybe the sports, but the debate tells us more about how you have so much success in that, too. Well, it's, it's, again, it's the same things that we try and emphasize on the golf team. It's having uh, a great pedigree, great tradition of leadership, uh, and really good examples at the top. So as a freshman, I came in, and we had the top speaker in America as the debate uh, president that year, and he was able to mentor me. Um, and last year, my roommate and debate partner, they went off to the World's Finals, and uh, it, it's been a, a really incredible run, and many of parallels between the two. Excellent. Now, on the main state championships coming up this weekend, you're not going to be here, but what are you told Chelsea about leading the troops in your absence? Yeah, I think they'll do a great job. Um, I think the third freshman will play this weekend, and it's going to be nice for the freshmen to play a course that they know. Um, I, Martindale's a great course. I think they'll be great. I'll show them the little tricks to some of the holes, and I think Chelsea will lead them well. This is the second year there at Martindale where you've been working directly with Nick Glicos, the club owner. What's that experience been like? It's been great um, going to the course, being like, hey, what, we're do what are we doing today? I need help with my driver, or can we work on putting today? And they're very helpful. And what's that dynamic been like for you working with the, with the club directly? It's, it's been awesome. 
we had the assistant pro come out and play six holes with us last week uh, before the tournament, giving us tips along the way. Uh, I played with the uh, other club owner and Nick, and they were helping us with the greens and um, some of the tricks of Martindale. Uh, and we're excited to show the rest of the main teams what our course looks like and how it plays. Right, because this is the first time you've been here that you've hosted the main state championship. So how excited are you for that, to have that home course advantage? It must, it must matter, I mean, in golf, because you know, as you mentioned, you know everything about the course. Yeah, and at Martindale, it matters than a, more than <laughs> a, a lot of other courses. Uh, it's, it's great. It's, it's something that we're excited about, uh, something that we've been talking about for a while, how we want to set up the course to maximize our home course advantage, to take advantage of... Uh, of our, our local knowledge and it's something that I think will be uh, helpful for the guys because it's a place where we're comfortable playing we play their nine holes probably four or five days a week easy and they have experience on the holes and they know strategically what shots they need to hit and they also know that if they don't start off too well there's room for recovery uh, and it's that mindset of staying patient that can really help you through a round next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll tell you how the football team does in their season opener. We'll see if the soccer teams can continue their hot starts. And we'll recap the volleyball team's first NESCAC matches of the year. All that and more next time on the Bates Bobcast.